0: in one three four oh, oh, oh. go Falls. you're tuned in to east tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show this is the drive
1: Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another stellar edition of the drive here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punches the time clock at 3 01 on a windy Wednesday afternoon. Here in East Tennessee, as the Bruce Aferians are painting their chests as we speak, Stevens dad returns to Thompson Bowling Assembly Center. So and uh, Arena for a mammoth tilt tonight in the Southeastern Conference Major SEC Championship at NCAA tournament implications, ladies and gentlemen. Very excited. Where uh how do you think our, our Perlanista buddies are handling- like I said, they're they're painting their chests. They are doing whatever weird rituals they do to honor Brucifer. Drawing a pentagram on the floor, lighting candles,
2: sacrificing how long's a guy, goat.
1: How long has he been gone now? Over 10 years. 2010-2011, I believe, was his last season.
3: 13 years. Well, I mean, He's been at Auburn now 10. I think this is his 10th, right? He's been at I mean, he's been at Auburn longer than he was here. Really?
1: It's his 10th year at Auburn already? No. He got hired
4: – I'm going to guess eight. No, he got hired in like 13 or 14. Oh, he was here for six seasons. He got hired when we hired Donnie Tindall.
3: This is his 10th season Wow, at Auburn. Yeah, you heard Craig – Houston didn't stutter? And it's
1: Barnes' ninth season wow. in Knoxville?
3: Uh, Yes?
1: <laughs> We're just hitting on all cylinders out of the gates I didn't know I was going be <laughs> trivia to start the it, I show. I mean, if
4: if it's Bruce's tenth year, then yes, this is Barnes's ninth because we had uh we rented Donnie for a year. Yeah, let him come in here and do his thing. That is correct. Dude had one year in the in the. In the spotlight well it's very exciting
1: man i i I, I thought tennessee fans had their best showing as far as creating a stellar home court advantage saturday night against texas a and m we'll see what's left in the bank i mean it's not a saturday night it's a work night we got to get the kids in school tomorrow and everything but can't let that distract from on the prize and, and what's at stake which is pretty much everything tonight when you talk about the race for a one seed the sec championship uh, it's, it's, and then just, of course, the emotional undertones So any anytime Bruce Pearl,
3: Oh, is this an emotional game for some still? I mean, I mean, sure. it is for the and East. I'll, I'll give this one compliment and then I'll probably be done in a way. It is kind of the house that sure. he built as far as what we see Thompson bowling as today. I think he does deserve a lot of credit for that. And obviously Pratt Pavilion, the practice facility. Other than that, get bent.
4: I, I guess my biggest problem with it is is that, uh, yeah, I agree with you 100%, but um, he also left us in a very vulnerable position.
1: I think and it's all true. He's,
4: and, he, and he's been thanked over the years. He's been given plenty of adulation and congratulations and love. And, you know, we all still love him.
1: Well, I, I think the reasonable, discerning Tennessee fan can, A, be grateful for what Pearl did his six years here, realizing that Rick Barnes might not have taken this job if Bruce Pearl mm. didn't show that you can went, win at yeah. such a high level here, while also realizing that Bruce screwed Bruce. Tennessee did not screw Bruce. Bruce Pearl is a compulsive liar and signed his own death warrant at yeah. Tennessee by – lying to the NCAA and we could celebrate the fact that Rick Barnes resurrected what 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 Pearl gave birth to and then killed all by himself and has led us to a much more stable and lasting peace as Tennessee basketball fans that really shows no signs of abating Mm-mm. anytime soon and again this many people say this is Barnes' best team since he's been here. If they are able to go at least as far as Pearl's team did and and make the Elite Eight this year, then I don't think there can be any doubt that he has surpassed Bruce Pearl, not equaled, surpassed him as the best basketball coach in the modern era here at Tennessee. And, of course, if he were to break down that door and and go to the school's first ever Final Four, then at that point there can be absolutely – even. Phil, the the mayor of Negativeville, said on these airwaves earlier this week that if Tennessee goes to a Final Four, if Rick Barnes takes the Vols to the Final Four, he will, quote, drink Rick Barnes's bathwater. That is a direct quote. So, many people already believe, believe that, that Barnes has surpassed Pearl. I don't know. I, I feel better about I where do. we're at right now under Barnes than – than, than Pearl because, again, I, I feel like this is – it's it's built to last. And whenever Rick Barnes decides to hang it up, I, I feel we, we will have our pick of all but a handful of coaches in the country. And, it you know, as long as we don't screw it up, it, it has a chance to – we have a chance to really become a fantastic basketball school.
3: Yeah, it felt like under Pearl after the first couple years – The rest of it felt like you're holding on one-handed to a runaway train, just praying it stays on line and you can gather yourself and get back on it. With Barnes, now I will say every offseason there's some questions of, all right, how are we going to fill this hole? How are we going to fill that hole? But it's not that. It's calm. It's a smooth ride. It's an enjoyable ride. And when you look at success and titles, uh, while they were both at Tennessee, I think Barnes has the slight edge there. The, The only difference, as you mentioned, is Pearl got one Elite Eight. Yep, and if if Barnes can do that, I I think there's no doubt at, at all that he surpasses Pearl and goes down as one of, if not the greatest basketball coach in the history of the University of Tennessee.
4: Well, we also don't have all the uh, what's the, for lack of a better phrase, extracurricular stuff. Um, that, that's
3: what I meant, like by like you're just oh, oh yeah. don't please don't tip over, please don't tip over, now, don't go
1: off the track. The Bruce Farrands will tell you that. That's That's was part of the, <laughs> that was part of the excitement of the Pearl Era was uh, the feeling that it gave. You were dating oh no. the crazy, well, you were dra- dating the, the crazy knockout 11 on a scale of one to 10. And yeah, the the, the sex is great. It's exciting. You know, she could show up with all your stuff in a wheelbarrow and set it on fire in front of your office. But that kind of, some guys like that. Some guys like that. Just hanging on by the fingernails experience. I think most of us, more mature of all fans, if you will, those of us who prefer, you know, the the stability of a of a lovely, caring wife who, with great maternal qualities, who has a fine dinner laid out for you when you come home, and somebody you can grow old with, we appreciate this newfound stability of Tennessee basketball. But I I get it. Some of you guys out there, are a little bit. Nuts and 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 you're attracted to crazy. I mean, Bear, I would feel like you have, of all people, your crazy women is yeah. on the list of terrible things Bear likes. I know, the, <laughs> but the, you can understand and empathize with that. And maybe not em-
4: empathize, but I mean, it's it's uh, that's good in a girlfriend. You know, a little excitement. Don't necessarily need that. Your basketball coach. There's a lot of stuff like and and you know the black eye stuff like. I don't know. uh, Three of our best players getting pulled over with a backpack full of, you know, hippie lettuce and guns and ammo, a gun with a serial numbers filed off.
3: Was that the Friday before Kansas or was that earlier in the week? No, it was. uh, It was
4: like in the uh, I was like I thought it was like Saturday, like in the morning. So it
3: was a week before we played Kansas? But that was the next game, wasn't it? No. No, I mean, it, it was, was like it was 24 the, hours. It was day the day before. of?
1: It was the day before, okay. I want to yeah, say. Yeah, we played Kansas on a
3: Sunday. Okay, that's right. And
4: they got pulled over, I want to say it was like 11-ish, on Alcoa Highway down mm-hmm. near the
1: hospital. Sat mm-hmm. On the day before. Yeah.
4: yeah. There's a lot that went into that. When's the last time you ever seen, uh, I don't care if they are an athlete. Uh, you athlete. Know, an athletic person. Uh, any... Twenty-something-year-old young man that gets pulled over, and the cops find a gun with serial number removed, and he doesn't get charged. Yeah. Hmm. There was all that, you know. I don't want to get on into all that, but
1: that hurt him more than that damn barbecue. Let's go to the FanRun breaking news desk for the first time this afternoon. Adam Zagoria reports that Kyle Filipowski is expected to play tonight for Duke.
3: Oh, my goodness. Oh, they didn't have to amputate. How lovely.
1: They must have called Coach K out of retirement to lay hands on Filipowski's ankle. He laid hands on him, Houston. It's a miracle. Filipowski walks. He lives. (laughs) It is the biggest crock of bullcrap. If you think Kyle Filipowski was injured in that post-melee, whatever you want to call that at Wake Forest, then you are the most gullible kind of sports sheep imaginable. He wasn't hurt. His pride was hurt at losing a basketball game. And now we all have to pretend like he he was hurt by a gang of (laughs) rabid nerds from Wake Forest, a bunch of pre-med future lawyers and bankers. Went in there and, and injured the six foot ten, two hundred fifty pound future first round NBA draft pick,
4: Foh. I don't know, Russ. I do think uh, Davy's got a good point. This could end with uh, you know like eight engineering students uh, beating up a seven foot tall college basketball player. It's dangerous. You think he'll
3: wear like a sleeve or a brace on it tonight?
1: You should. He should walk with a limp. He should come out with a <laughs> with a crutch. Just lean into it, Filipowski, you liar. Kyle Filipowski and Bruce Pearl. They might be fooling y'all. They ain't fooling me. Not this feller. 865-546-8200. Open up the phone lines here to you. A couple of questions for you to ponder with us today as we move through the program what we will hear from Rick Barnes coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, Christopher Gabriel from KMJ Fresno is going to join an hour number 3 to give his thoughts on these important topics and more. First of all, who is the best coach in UT basketball history? Barnes, let's try not to let recency bias affect the conversation. Let's not let's let's try not to uh, uh, let Olden see virus? I I, I don't know. Uh, bias it, it affect the conversation this afternoon. Let's break it down. We'll pull up the numbers and let you decide. We'll put the poll in the field as well. And secondly, what's more important to you as a basketball fan with these four games remaining? If you could only choose one, and, and this is, it's, it's kind of a silly question because well, I'll explain it. If you could only choose one, would you rather win the SEC championship? Keep in mind, there's we don't differentiate between the regular season. There is no regular season championship. There is only the SEC, SEC championship. championship. Uh, you can win the SEC tournament. Uh, we're not talking about that. Would you rather win the SEC championship, or would you rather get the one seed in the big dance it's kind of a silly conversation to have because if you win the SEC championship, you win out here. You're probably getting the one seed. I just don't see a world where Tennessee wins these last four games and we're not a one seed in the NCAA tournament. We right.
4: of little faith. <laughs> I mean, I maybe maybe that that I'm right
1: whistling now. past my past my graveyard here, but I want a number well, one. Oh, seat. hold on, hold on. Oh, let's let's uh, pause for the cause here and and break it down. With the listening audience. Best coach in UT basketball history. And what's more important to you, the SEC championship or a one seed in the NCAA tournament? Wednesday afternoon edition of The Drive. We'll give you a chance to ponder that and we'll get right to your phone calls when we continue. Stay with us. It's The Drive on Fan Run Radio. We're back with more right after this. The Drive band run radio the drive continues Russell Bear and Houston Cress with you on this Wednesday afternoon edition of the show getting ready for a big one tonight at Thompson Bowling Rain is gonna be rocking tonight boys indeed it is four Eagle Karen's in town I want to know what's going on in the morning show how they get all their guys are you going tonight Cress no Like, are you aware the entire morning show Bob John and Sam are all gonna be
3: down there Sam's a student, free tickets. Yeah. Bob has season tickets. John has friends. <laughs> we, we know friends for the drive?
1: There needs to be a benefactors. Like, he doesn't, would,
4: uh, he's uh, not, John doesn't have a whole lot of friends. He
1: doesn't like being friends with his co-workers. Did you know that? Well, he you, he just said he's got friends. You said he doesn't have a lot of friends. Just he's not, not here. Yeah. He keeps I'm his, John's friend. You going to the game with him? No. You're not no. his friend. Well, so that's how we define his friends is like you would go to Well No, I'm just telling you what John
4: told me and Cody and the rest of the guys here one afternoon. He keeps his personal life separate from work.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I get that. I kind of do, too. But uh, now that I think about it, I've known John for like seven or eight years. I don't don't think we've ever really done anything together. Just me and him. Mm, Nobody really has. How well do you really know a guy? Come to think of it. I don't think I've done anything with just. Houston.
3: Oh, stop! We've been to lunch at rickard Ridge a few times. That's
1: true. That's true. Me and you never, never
4: you been. Forget. Never been to lunch with Reed. Never been. You've never hung out.
3: I know, cause you're always hanging out with everybody
4: else. We everybody look. Everybody knows where we all hang out. Well, as soon as I get the
3: invite, maybe I'll show up. It's an
4: open invitation. Russ hung out with us once, although everybody did agree. After he left, it felt like somebody's dad was there. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: I am somebody's dad. Well, it's kind of off-putting. The poll is in the field this afternoon, and I am astounded. I am blown away at the early results. 99 votes cast already. Who is the best basketball coach? in UT basketball history. 99 votes cast. 81.8% of the audience says Richard Dale Barnes. Hails from Hickory, North Carolina. Is the best basketball coach. 11.1% give the nod to Bruce Pearl. Only 7.6% say Ray Mears. I am going to go out on a limb and humbly suggest that recency bias is a factor. Yeah. Not for all.
4: Ray, but perhaps uh, for some I put Ray Mears over more I mean it, it's not that old but he's more like a Nealon type figure like he was the, the
1: grand old man of Tennessee basketball yeah
4: yeah
1: 100% well you're the only one in the studio this afternoon who would have seen him coach
4: yeah and I was like and I mean I was a little kid like, I was, you know, when I was watching Ernie and Bernie, I was, like, what, kindergarten and first grade.
1: Who was coach the first time you went to see Tennessee basketball, Cress?
3: Probably O'Neal, isn't it? Have to be. Or maybe Green? No, it, it would have been O'Neal. When you are a little kid, your pop take you? No, I met him a few times. Strange, strange man. <laughs> he just checks out. Strange man. super nice guy. No, he was always nice to me. Uh, I, I had a picture floating around for a while of me and him at a – I told Jay Scooter, I, I went to, I saw him every
4: morning 6 o'clock Mass. Sick
1: I cut heart. my teeth on and late you. Don DeVoe era basketball. A it wasn't that man. bad? Wasn't it? Yeah, he wasn't it that wasn't bad. A man. Uh, they went to the tournament once, I think, lost to Virginia, but it was just, it, it had gotten stale. And so we did the only sensible thing fire him and hire Wade Houston
5: out really good that was Uh, uh, we
4: did also get uh the number one player in america along with wade yeah that was it it did
1: us a lot of good does it ever pan out won so many games so many championships Uh, we love we all love alan houston sure sure
4: he's one of the best he's on the mount rushmore at tennessee basketball i loved
1: watching him never go to the ncaa tournament it was great no i mean at the time i i mean he was my first tennessee basketball hero it's for sure but um those was, teams sucked. It was, it was silky smooth.
4: I am glad that uh, O'Neill kept kept our guy,
1: Hamer. Big man.
0: The big fellow.
1: I'm going to stop just short of saying, I, I think you can make it a compelling case for any of the three, being the best coach. I think that it is trending towards Rick Barnes, lead because I, I think that he's got another four or five years of coaching in him. And Ray Mears won 278 games in 14 seasons as Tennessee's basketball coach. Obviously, Pearl was not here long enough to, to make a run at that. Barnes, in nine season, has 196 wins. There's a good chance he's going to cross 200 wins before the end of this season. If he averages 20 wins a season, he will he'll be right there with Mears. He will probably pass Mears in another four seasons. If he goes to the Elite Eight, he has equaled everything Bruce Pearl has done. Plus, he's won an SEC tournament, which Pearl never did here. So, I I think you would have to give Barnes the nod there.
4: He's a winning record against our arch rival, Kentucky.
1: So – He's won multiple times at Rupp. I, I will stop just short right now of declaring Rick Barnes. And some people will. Some people say he's the best. Obviously, eighty percent of the respondents are saying. I I just think it's 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 trending in that direction. Right now, I wasn't around for the Mirrors era. I could see how people uh, who who were would would say that he is the best coach. It was a different sport back then. No three point line. No, Very different. No shot clock.
3: And he's the one who put Tennessee basketball on a map.
1: NCAA tournament, much harder to make yeah. back then. Yeah, there were only, what, 32 teams?
4: And then the one time with his best team, damn uh, Jim Bayheim came in here. All uh, 20, what, 20 something years old? Actually,
1: that game was in Baton Rouge. But yeah, it was. Um, Regardless, you know what I mean. It was. We got knocked had out. Had to have been uh, just devastating. I can't imagine having. Hey, was he three-time player of the year in the in the league or whatever he was Bernard King uh, yeah I mean he, he yeah it was that was a. and you go down there to some it was
4: it was over I just remember listening it was on the radio and then uh I remember the radio getting cut off and the old man saying well that's that
1: Bruce is back in town hide your daughters hide your wives Go to the phones and talk to Phil. Good afternoon, Phil. You're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. What do you say, Debbie? What's up, Philly? So you're still talking about Buck Pearl. Kind of cool, you know? Well, I don't know if you're aware of this, Phil. There is a basketball game tonight. He's coaching here in town. Yes, it's a topic of yeah, conversation.
5: I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed the radio this week from Atlanta Braves. To Buck Pearl's been kind of entertaining, you
3: know? <laughs> That's the wheelhouse, Philly.
5: <laughs> and, uh,. I'm gonna enjoy those uh, black uniforms tonight. Oh no, Philly! You got Richard G. Wested again. <laughs> again, really? They're not gonna, they need a. They need to wear them
4: though. They really do. They actually look
1: pretty good.
4: I thought they looked atrocious.
1: Really? Yeah.
4: What look, didn't you like about them? It just looked like garbage. If they want to wear an alternate, wear that smoke, wear the smoky grays. Those things are shot.
1: Were they real? Uh, like I know that the Richard G. West news is not real, but the picture he posted—it looked like it an looked alternate. Like, yeah, with yeah, like the Vols. It wasn't a mock-up. It looked, looked like real. an actual, a picture of an actual. It had uniform. the Nike
3: patch on it and everything, like the tag, wore, like XL. It was the
5: one here when Barnes was here. it was. All, it was uh, yeah, and then it had vowels across it, yes. like the yeah. vowels they got now. That I like so it's much. It's pretty
4: sharp. It's pretty sharp. I think they're uh, not only ugly; they're they're kind of fugly.
1: Oh, I mean, they are. I bet the kids would love them. I don't know, man.
4: That orange and, and black. Win just, big games wearing them. It just looks like a jack o' lantern to me.
3: But did you like them for football? No. Oh, okay. That that the Only ones that.
4: I like them for is baseball.
5: Alright, your question w <laughs> Who's the best who's the best uh coach? Yes. Ray Mears. Ray Mears' best coach. Buck Pearl second and Rick Barnes third. Really? Yeah.
4: Did Ray Mears ever win? Ray Mears a had tournament three game?
5: SEC championships. Uh he built Tennessee basketball from nothing. And I think Buck Pearl had what, one uh, SEC championship? And Barnes has got one, and then the one tournament championship. Right. There you was also you...
3: division championships for Pearl, and he claims two of those, or I guess technically nah. three. But hey, yeah, that ain't was weird. nobody besides. I know. Bruce. I know.
1: You know what's interesting though, Phil, is all three basically had to build the program from nothing because it was—I I don't know what it was before Mirrors got there in, in 1962. But I know what it was when Pearl got there, and it was a whole bunch of nothing, even though he had some players. And I know what it was when Barnes got here, <laughs> no player, NCAA, in nuclear, no, no yeah. player, yeah. So I mean, they they were all three master builders for certain.
5: Well, actually, uh, Rick Barnes is sort of like the Johnny Majors of uh, basketball, because Johnny Majors rebuilt what three programs in football, and Rick Barnes
3: built what four programs. Yeah. That's a good point. Now, you've you, so, you
1: put Barnes third on this list. You said earlier if he goes to the Final Four, you'll, quote, oh yeah, drink his bathwater. He's
5: number one. I, uh, there's no doubt about it. Doesn't that
1: – I don't know, man. That, that feels like – how can he go from third to first just based on what happens in basically one game is what we're talking about?
5: Well, look at Andy Reid. Everybody thought he was like Rick Barnes. Look at him now. Hard to argue, Phil. I'm glad you all agreed to me for change about damn time. You know? Oh, <laughs> we agree oftentimes, Philly. <laughs> but, guys, the key to this game tonight is uh, we cannot uh, get in foul trouble tonight. Mm. Especially, there's about two players especially that can't get in foul trouble. That's Ziegler and
3: uh, do.
1: Do we know who the officials
3: are? No, the I'm, it, it's three o'clock, so I'm waiting on the Tucker Harlan Do, Well, we don't Tucker update.
1: Tucker is not he. He can't go tonight. No,
3: he gets it off that Statcast website or something. Oh, okay, they he's post him the on there hours in advance. How's Tucker That's feeling, Pat, I Wonder?
5: Pat Adams. I hope. I hope it. Should, uh, Doug Schaus is there, not. Uh, uh, who hates Pearl? His name Pat Adams.
1: Me. Everybody, I I think we, we talked about the matchup and, and who you put on Broom and uh, the more I look into it, I, I think you're gonna have to put Adu and whoever your big guy is, just as they they've got a funky matchup and you know Adu's got to guard somebody when he's out there and he's not gonna guard that Baker Mazzara guy, I wouldn't think he's not gonna guard one of their guards. So I mean, it's almost got to be Broom. So this is just a huge. I mean, your point is well taken. Ziegler gets in foul trouble; that would be a major problem for Tennessee. But I just think is how do you keep Broom in check? And I think it's going to be a major challenge. I think it's going to be a lot of Adu and a Waka.
5: Yeah, and then you got you got and you Australia probably will play some tonight too because that's fifteen fouls you can put on him if you if you want to be smart about it. Do, a do,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm all for that. I think Barnes is too. You know, let's go out there and, and bang on these guys. But that's kind of their MO. I mean, they're they're yeah. a defensive-oriented team that struggles offensively as well. I just hope we don't devolve into another rock fight like we saw last year here between these two
3: I, teams. I can't watch yeah. that
1: game
5: again. <laughs> I think it'll be a little, there's going to be a little bit more scoring than last year.
1: I mean, that's not saying much, but I hope so, yeah.
5: Well, you got connect, and then, you know, yeah. they got the, they got a couple of good guys that can score pretty good, too. Of course, for John Williams, uh, is he going to play tonight or not?
3: I doubt it. I do, too. I mean, listed as doubtful, he made the trip, but I think if even Bruce Pearl, who wants to win this game a lot, I think if you look at it, you got postseason play right around the corner. I would want him as healthy as possible when you've got a chance to cut down nets, not necessarily go into Thompson Bowling and get a win.
5: Didn't you have another question on top of these other questions you had? Yes. Something what's more,
1: the, what's more important to you, winning the SEC championship or getting the one seed in the Big Dance?
5: Uh, I want to go to Final Four. I don't care about a one seed. I don't give a damn about the SEC. I mean, it's nice if it happens. I want to. I want a Final Four. I don't care about the other crap. It's all about Final Four. It's Final Four or bust to to the collector today. How about that,
1: Phil? We thank you.
5: Final four
3: or bust.
1: It's good to see Phil. Final game. four or else. So, really, tonight's game doesn't matter because <laughs> uh, seeding doesn't <laughs> matter.
3: We're already, we're, matter. We're already
1: in. We've already clinched an NCAA at-large berth, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. if we lose out, we go 0-4 down the stretch. Yeah, we're, we're in. And lose on Friday. Yeah, we'll, we'll be like a nine seed. But we'll, we'll, I don't we'll think be, we'd fall that far. We'll be in. So, that so tonight's game doesn't matter. The regular season doesn't matter. The SEC tournament doesn't matter to fill. Um, the championship doesn't matter. All that matters is going to a Final Four, which I would say, if that's what you want, then you want that one seed, right? So that you are not going to play Purdue, UConn, or Houston until but, the said Final Four.
3: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it, I get what he's saying. But the one seed gives you a much—I mean, that's the whole nature of the one seed. That's a much easier path to the final four. Mm-hmm. I, I say much easier. I mean, but ultimately, it's going to be two v one.
4: Was when he was a one, right?
3: That'd be wild if that happened again.
4: Win these next four, and we'll have a shot at it. I'm gonna start with tonight, Russ. Win the next four, and some chaos
1: might be the number one overall seed. Just saying. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time,
3: Russ. Hans fifty-seven.
4: I
1: love
3: 57 sauce. But one bite at a time with 57. Okay.
4: I'll
1: go to the nicest steakhouse. I don't oh, care how no. redneck it makes me. Bring me a little 57 sauce, and don't put it in a little dish either. Bring me the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> you ever done ketchup? I'm sorry, sir. This is not a waffle house. You know, it's actually pretty I don't care. Good. I'm paying 100 bucks for this steak. You will find me some 57 sauce.
4: <laughs> Cocktail
3: sauce. On a steak? That actually checks out. It's because I mean horseradish. Yeah, I love I love a little horseradish curry. sauce on a on a steak. I'm not
4: saying I do it often, but every once in a blue moon, especially if you if you've gotten a cut, it's just either you, you overcooked it just a hair, or it's not the best cut of meat. Yeah,
1: been a while since I've had a nice steak dinner. I Don't think I've had one this year.
3: I have one this once year. A month. Well, I it is, so. The year is young. Was young. Bear had like four straight nights of beef tenderloin couple weeks back, a hell of a deal on it.
1: Were you on the carnivore diet or something over there? Uh no, it was just it was it was this giant piece of tenderloin. Do you believe that red meat is bad for you or some doctors like, "Ah, you only want to eat it oh, once a week or so."
4: Yeah, 100% it is. I mean, <laughs> I don't they've know. done studies. <laughs> there, there's, there's some-, some country over it's one of the Norwegian or not Norwegian countries. That would be Norway, but it's like <laughs> one of those countries like Norway, Scandinavian. Sweden, yeah, Scandinavian countries. I think that's Sweden now. Um
1: no that would be a Swedish
4: country. They eat almost no meat, and they live longer than anybody else on the planet.
1: You got the lowest incidence of heart disease, heart attacks oh i've I've i once a year or so I'll watch one of those Netflix documentaries, forks over knives, or whatever, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, this makes so much sense. These people are so healthy. My doctor tells me once a year. He's like, "Yeah, you want to eat a whole food, plant based diet? Like that's the way to go. The, I mean, the the science is in. Like, uh, yeah. endless studies. This is the way. if you want to live a long life, this is what you do. Oh, you could ask. And you I, can ask like any cardiologist, and they'll tell you in three minutes how to how to live a long
4: time and how to stay healthy. Very simple instructions. Ain't from nobody those guys.
1: doing that. Bears over there are living off pork tenderloin. No, beef God tenderloin. no, beef. I don't eat pork.
4: <laughs> don't eat the swine
1: <laughs> But yeah uh, rolls good, rolls. good steak dinner Even
4: bacon Bacon I, I will I, Okay I, I will fool with some bacon Dabble into some bacon From da- time to dabble time
1: Dabble with ham
4: It just gotta be heavily smoked And not taste like pork at all Or else it's just nasty I don't know My kid He'll eat a whole damn pork tenderloin by himself Baked potato Lots of butter and sour cream, a little asparagus on the side. I tell you what, I've gotten into. Mm. Mm. Great, sweet potatoes.
3: I had a sweet potato kick for a while. I do enjoy them, but I they're they're better for you. Yeah, oh, they say I know they're really healthy. But a big russet, fluffed up with a fork, Russell, and butter and sour cream, a lot of pepper. Yeah,
4: yeah. About some lobster mashed potatoes. Are you, are you into the mashed potatoes with the
3: the stuff in them? Yeah. I've not had lobster mash. I've had, like, Ooh. mac, um, lobster mac, which is that was good. Stout. Let's get
1: Jay in here next. Jay, you're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio.
2: Well, guys, the greatest steak sauce is at Texas Roadhouse. The, just the, the Roadhouse brand steak sauce.
4: I've never used theirs there because their steaks oh, are, I guess, is a fan, you know, don't like to give it away for free too much, but Roadhouse is a – that's a, uh, that's a fan-run personality kind of
3: spot.
1: I'm usually too full of rolls and cinnamon <laughs> butter to eat my main course
3: that's by the time fair point. it comes. That's why I always get the so. chicken critter <laughs> salad because yeah. I'm like, I had too many rolls.
4: Well, see, the, the pro move is you don't you don't allow yourself to eat the bread until your food gets there.
1: You treat it like what pro move. You put it? that move? cinnamon butter on a- the pro move. And you so keep what? That you're going to gorge yourself on the butter? Oh, stop! So you're going to you're going to gorge yourself on the bread while your steak goes cold? No, I want somebody there funneling the buttered rolls into my mouth as soon as I walk in the door. I don't even need to get to the table, Jay. Just butter those babies up and give them to me. I usually right, go fried pickles, that- Jay. Instead of
2: you could put that cinnamon butter on a. a- Rusty piece of leather, and it takes good. <laughs> I mean, it's unreal. Yeah, but you know, y'all made a good point. Uh, Ray Ray Mears is—we just forget about it, but he he was really good. And uh, I, but I think you'll have to give it to Barnes. Uh, like y'all said, when it's all said and done, I, I think it's going to be Barnes will be the best best coach if he's not already. Uh, but w- what what is Barnes? Let's just say Barnes doesn't. Let's. I mean, I know Phil's all in on the Final Four, but what if he doesn't even get to an Elite Eight? What, what does that affect his legacy? Sure. Or is it just kind of? I mean, is it? Does it affect it a lot? Does it? Do fans just view him completely different if that happens? Or
1: it's part it, of this. Is it's is part still, of his story. I mean, yeah. as a guy who coached that long and had that much success, won that many games, put that many right. guys in the pros. And right. never won at all. Only went to one Final Four. That'll definitely be part of his legacy. Doesn't mean he's a loser or a bad coach or anything no. like that. But if he's able to get to a Final Four here, I mean it. It puts him in a class by himself as far as Tennessee oh, coaches yeah. go. And if if he wins a national championship, I mean.
2: Oh, it's oh, he built a statue.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: I, I just think he need. I I look. I'm all full. We we got to get to a Final Four. We got to get this off our back. But I think he needs to get to at least one Elite Eight at Tennessee, in my opinion. And uh, he does that. I think he's easily cemented himself as the best coach in uh, Tennessee history. If he doesn't get to an Elite Eight, I think there will always people debate it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you know, I think he gets that Elite Eight, which I, he could very well do this year. I think it's pretty much said and done. Um if we if i have this right if we let's just say hypothetically we lose one of the four upcoming games to a team not named Alabama and we finish as an equal record with Alabama SEC wise does the SEC do tiebreakers where we would have the tiebreaker because we beat them twice or do they do a co-champion because we would have the same SEC record
1: i mean i it's good, good question. I, I think if you beat them twice and you finish with the same record, even if they said, "Well, this is these are the rules. We go co champions." I mean, come on. We all know what happened.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Al- Alabama cannot celebrate that if that happens. I think
3: there's another thing they do too, where it's like the top four seeds. How did you like? What was your winning percentage against the other top four seeds? Mm-hmm. Um and I don't I don't know what that is off my head. I think uh, if you beat Kentucky and you beat Alabama, I don't think there's any way that were to happen even with one other loss, but I I think Kentucky against the other opponents, obviously not named Tennessee, has actually fared pretty well this season. But I think Tennessee's had will have had 5 opportunities <laughs> against the uh the other 3 within the top 4. Yeah. I think Auburn's uh-huh. only played like maybe three this is four? gonna be a
1: problem when oklahoma and texas come oh, into oh yeah lead it'll because, just get worse yeah there's just there's no way to have a fair and balanced schedule
2: mm. but like barring an implosion it's us or alabama that's going to win this thing
1: i don't know about that i mean auburn has such a easy schedule right i mean they mm. could especially if they win tonight and and they go for another they could sneak in and steal it and what what is kentucky's record how many games back are they now
2: uh, they lost five or six
3: SEC games. Yeah, I they're think? ten and five, so they're two games back from you. Well, mm. I guess technically it's listed as a game and a half because they've played fifteen.
1: I mean, if if you lose tonight and Bama loses another one and and Kentucky wins out, including a win in Thompson Bowling, they they could sneak in there as well. Things not over yet, Jay.
2: No, and I'll just say this: I'll get off here. That the reason why I always want to beat Auburn so bad. It is not because of Bruce Pearl. I cannot stand his son. I just cannot <laughs> stand his son. And his son got on there. You know, Stephen got on there. He's a guy that was born on third base and thinks he hit a triple. And he got on there in that one podcast and said he wished he could burn his degree from UT and have an Auburn degree. He is just such a pompous, arrogant, something that I can't say on the radio. And that's the reason I always want to beat them. I cannot – his face just aggravates me, and that's why I always want to beat them.
1: His face just aggravates me. Well, when his face aggravates you, Jay, I mean, there's nothing you can say about it, right? I mean, some some guys just have that kind of face. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate the phone call. 865-546-8200, your number to get on the show here this afternoon. Who is the best basketball coach in Tennessee history? And what's more important to you, the one seed or the SEC championship, we could tid you on the other side. It's Fan Run Radio.
3: The drive. I have to do my job, his job, other jobs. Is Tucker on the
4: Tiger
1: team? I don't know.
4: He's going to have to come to work.
1: Tiger team. Falling apart here in hour number one.
3: Can't miss shows and be on the Tiger team. Hey, Mm hey,
1: mind your business.
3: I, don't you
4: I worry about a, my the, career. The
3: Tiger team affects me. I mean, no, the Tiger no, team is no, my business. No,
4: no, no, no. it is not.
1: I supervise the Tiger team. Well, when we have a couple seconds of dead air directly attributable to the Tiger team, like, I, I don't know. I mean, it looks bad on me, too. Can we get some sort of disclaimer, that, like whenever the Tiger team screws up, that says Russell is not responsible for this
4: What'd foolishness? Responsibility. Responsible.
3: responsible. Drive what you need. <laughs> that was on me. I, I <laughs> He gave me the minute warning. I got a text about a new intro for a, another show that I created. I was just trying to answer a question. Went quiet. And then the I'm a Mac guy, and I got to use this PC, and it has touch, but also like light touch, and then click touch on the, the mouse pad. And I'm not used to it.
1: so bad.
4: It you is kind of like. Can do the Ray, podcast. You want do podcast No, because it, it will not get done. Or it will be like one three hour recording. Uh,
1: I'm not the Tiger team. What can I say? Not on it. Not with that attitude. <laughs> I <attitude>. sure aren't. <laughs> Let's get Jamie in here next. Jamie, you're on the drive. It's Fed Run Radio.
0: So you guys brought up Wade Houston. How do you, how bad of a head coach do you have to be when you've got the number one player in the country coming with you and you can't you can't pull any more talent than that?
3: And it's basketball, Jamie. Like the number one player in the country should make a really big difference. Like that's, you should probably be a tournament team if you have the best player in the country.
0: Yeah, that just shows the just how sorry the the supporting cast was around him. I mean, Al, Alan Houston was ever bit as good as advertised, if not better. I, I mean, tell me another guy that came in here and and lit it up like he did. Maybe maybe, maybe a, that's a short list of two or three. Bernard and Dalton this Bernard. year. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. I still would take Allen Houston over Connect. Allen Houston was just—he was just a, a scoring machine. They're very
1: similar players, similar size. Aren't they? Yeah, I feel like
4: Connect. Uh, it may just be because the games changed in the thirty years. God, that's scary. Since Allen played here, um, mm-hmm. I don't—I don't remember Allen dunking as much as no as, as Dalton does. But nobody Emmett did. But Connect then. King. Uh, Houston, who else? And that that's it. Lofton, maybe?
3: Lofton before the diagnosis. It felt like he was really ascending fast into a guy who was going to average, you know, 20-something a night.
0: Yeah. I still, as much as I like Lofton, I don't think he dominated his freshman year. Like, Allen Houston played like a senior all four years he was here. And my recollection doesn't fail. Um, you guys – you know, if Bruce was our coach, we'd be we'd be touting that three division championship too. Though let's, let's try <laughs> to keep it a hundy. Let's not let's not forget who we are. Uh, and you guys, by every measurement, you know, in my lifetime, um, every measurement, it, you know, it's it's Bruce Pearl now. If Rick Barnes gets to the Final Four, it's got hey, it's no, whoa be Rick whoa Barnes.
4: whoa whoa whoa. It's not every measurement. It, it's one. He's got one more elite eight.
0: Okay so he's okay and he also has a better winning percentage at Rick Barnes at, at yeah, UT. Gonna bring that up. He also uh, he also beats Rick Barnes head to head.
4: Barnes I mean, yeah, uh he, he, Barnes has, has had this team in the top 5 um more than all the rest of the coaches put together Jamie. He's got a winning record against Kentucky something that I don't believe Pearl has.
0: No they, they okay so if it just seems like if we're being honest, guys, you know the, the metrics that we use for just about everything are, you know who's got the who's got the record for the winningest season? That's that's Pearl. Who's been further in the tournament? That's Pearl. Who wins head to head? That's Pearl. And then then you want to bring, you you want to reach all the way down to who's got the best winning percentage against Kentucky? Oh, that that's that's Barnes. That's one. You know, so I, and I'm not saying Barnes is, is chop liver. I think he's the second greatest coach to be here and he has the he has the potential of being the the greatest. But he's gotta do he's gotta be the greatest to get labeled the greatest and that's that's he's, to to the he's the better four. than your
4: boy Buck. He's better than him. Why, he's, been better him? he's
0: been no, a better coach. He's been a better coach. Then how does Bruce beat him?
4: And you wanna I mean if you wanna go didn't back beat him to your, last you, year Yeah, he didn't and if you wanna go back to your whole winning percentage thing, you know, it, it's not like they did not inherit the same program. Bruce Pearl inherited an undercoached, underdeveloped team of incredible players, and coached them up.
0: And coached him up. Plus, you know, we did. You know, if, you're, if we're being fair, that's true. You know, they they both inherited something different. Hell, you know, when when Bruce got here, we didn't have an NBA arena and practice facility, and, and he handed one to Rick Barnes. So let's keep. You know, if we're gonna. We're he didn't have nothing to Barnes, dude. He got fired because uh, he's a liar. He got fired, and then we
4: had, we had your guy Conzo for three years. He got him a sweet 16, and then we had the Donald <laughs> Donnie <laughs> Tindall God.
0: experience, and the whole damn My thing God. melted down. All right, I'll acquiesce. I did not realize that they tore down the Pratt Pavilion before Rick Barnes got here. I'm sorry. Hey, I Jamie, let, let that. me ask
1: you this. Let me ask you this. Uh, Phil has yeah. gone on record saying that if Rick Barnes makes a Final Four, he will, quote, drink his bath drink water the bath water yeah what, what are, are are you prepared to bend the knee yes, to richard dale barnes he, he makes the final four this this argument these talking points that you it's spew over. at us year after year after year it's over
0: it's over i'm a facts guy russ okay. always have been always will be if he can all he has to do is get is do better than than bruce pearl and then he will be better than bruce pearl but he hasn't done that yet so he's not He's just not. I mean, I appreciate that, you know, regular season or that tournament banner. I do. Uh, but, you know, I also I also per- appreciate, you know, three sweet 16s out of six seasons and an Elite Eight and uh, winning a season. That matters more. And then, you know, if, we, if we're if we keeping it real, Bruce Pearl owns Rick Barnes. Now, tonight, I fully expect us to, you know, this this team's different, guys. I've been saying it all year. I just – they don't play around, man. They just stomp through people, man, the way they have – you know they went up there and put out 103 on Kentucky and you know they just slapping around teams by 20 you know it's just uh it's a different i'm liking i'm liking this group man i you know and bruce is coming in here without um who's that jalen kid but um i just i fully expect another you know dog walk tonight man I, you know i hate it's going to come against my boy but I'm a big orange fan first before anything else. And you
1: wait. You expect Bruce Pearl to dog uh, walk the dog no, on Tennessee?
0: No. Oh, no, no, no. I, I fully expect okay. just another Tennessee. You know, right. arse whooping as they say in the Tarad guys. I know we're up against the top of the hour. I'm curious on the way out. Y'all were talking about steaks. What's everybody's favorite cut? Let's talk about that. Uh, I, I love me some uh, porterhouse. I like a big old T-bone mm. with a fat side on it. Y'all hang in there? Oh, yeah sounds good
1: i'm a big ribeye guy myself
0: i like a good
4: ribeye love a ribeye i usually go with tenderloin
3: the filet mignon is it's easy to eat easy to eat stay with us the
1: drive continues it's fan run radio hour number two coming up